0: We're going to pick up where we left off last week while you were watching at home called How It's Done. This is part five. And so uh, we're talking about uh, imitating the Lord or walking in authority and walking in faith. And what does it mean to live in authority? What does it mean to walk in faith? What does that mean? It literally means that we can get results with our faith like the Bible talks about. Amen? And we're allowed to do that. We're allowed to get answers to prayers. We're allowed to take authority over the devil. We're allowed to drive off fear. But uh, there are reasons why things work and why things don't work from the Bible. Not all things are automatic, but some people would say something like this. Well, if uh, God wants it He'll just do it. It'll be okay. And, uh, and if he doesn't want it, it just won't happen. And that really is a wrong approach uh, that we need to change in life to get results. And so today, I'm going to probably talk maybe from a different aspect. I'm going to talk about how that some questions have to be answered, have to be answered, in you, for your faith to work, they have to they they have to be answered, and if they 're not answered, your faith will uh, have trouble working and getting results so i 'm going to read from the King James Version, first Timothy, the first chapter, and the fourth verse i don 't think i've dropped a card the whole time we 've been online. You guys show up, I drop one that's it's a tradition. Um, and why break a tradition today, right? First Timothy 1.4 says this, and I'm going to read from the King James. It says, neither give heed. Well, we don't use that word uh, today much. I mean, maybe we do. Maybe people will after to service today. Uh, but it says neither or don't give heed, or you could say it like this, don't give attention. That's what it means to give heed. Don't give attention to fables or false things and endless genealogies. You know, because some people back in these days, there were certain things with genealogies. If you were part of this group and then, then you were blessed or you were cursed or whatever, he said don't give attention to those things. It says which minister or produce... Uh, One meaning of the word is generate. You know what a generator is? You know, they have electric generators. They produce something. He said, if we give attention to wrong things, it will produce or generate questions. Some questions are fine in life. Some questions are not good for your faith. And they have to be answered. So he said certain things like this produce or generate questions rather than godly edifying or building up, which is in faith. Or you could say this, faith means confidence. So questions answered produce confidence. Right? You ever seen a little kid uh, learn, learn something, they have a question, they don't know how to spell a word, they're learning how to spell words, I don't know how to spell a lot of words now. But they learn, and then they'll say, ask, how, ask me how to spell that word. Well, they've got confidence. Questions answered produce confidence. When, once we know Jesus is the only way, we're Confident. We get rid of the questions of how much do I have to work for this and all these different things. And so questions have to be answered. And you will find in Jesus' ministry, that happened often and once a question, because a question takes away confidence. Once the question is answered, confidence is returned. And so we're going to look here in Matthew, the ninth chapter, and we're going to start looking at a couple of questions here that need to be answered. And you may have different questions, but, but we search the scriptures and there are answers. So Matthew, in the ninth chapter, you can listen on the 27th verse, and we'll read through the 30th verse. It says this, When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out, and Son of David, have mercy on us. So you get this story here. Jesus is traveling along, and two blind men encounter him, and they, they start yelling out, Jesus, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. So you know how Jesus is. He just stops still, right? No, he just kept going. He just kept walking. W.W. J.D. What would Jesus do? He kept walking. And these guys are blind. And they're calling out to him. And it said, and when he had come into the house, so he just kept going down the road and then went to where he was going and he just passed these blind guys and they're calling out to him. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. So they found out and they... Tracked him down. And notice, and the blind man came to Jesus. Jesus said to them, this is a question. Do you believe I am able to do this? He said this to them. Do you believe I'm able to do that? You know, some people don't believe that God is able to do certain things. They don't. But guess what Jesus asked them? Because they needed to answer that question. He said, do you believe I'm able to do this? And they said, yes. We believe you're able. Then He touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith or your confidence. What was their confidence in? His ability to do it. He said, let it be done to you. As soon as the question was answered, Power flowed. Verse 30 said, And their eyes were opened, and Jesus sternly warned them, See that you tell no one. Meaning, he would just be overwhelmed there. He does want people to tell people, but in this case, it was a little bit different. So they had a question. As soon as that question was answered, what happened? That power flowed. Does, here's the other side of the story. Once the question is answered, confidence remains. The other side of the story is, does everybody have the same question? No. No, people don't. Luke has another story that's real interesting where a guy comes to Jesus in Luke 5, if you want to turn there, in the 12th verse, and this guy comes to Jesus, and it says this, and it happened, Luke 5, 12, when he was at a certain city, that behold, a man who was full of leprosy. Leprosy is brutal. It'll just eat away. It'll eat away at your ears, your nose, your fingers, your, your toes. And it just starts growing, and it just starts eating it away. And you are not allowed to be in public, but this guy's got this issue. So he comes to Jesus, and when he saw him, he fell down on his face And he implored him, or he begged him, and notice this, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Isn't this interesting? He came already having the answer the first guy needed. He said this, I believe you're able to do this. I don't know if you're willing to do this. Now understand this, all these answers are the answer for us. You don't need to to have the Lord tell you again, I'm willing. But maybe you don't know He's willing. Maybe you know He's able. Maybe you didn't know He's able. He is. And then here it says in this 13th verse, And he said to him, or the last part of the 12th verse, Lord, if you are willing, you can, or I know you're able to do this to make me clean. Then Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. So he's already come going, Man, the Lord is able. I've got a question Is he willing? That was the only block he had. And so what happened was, he answered the question. The question God answered, as soon as it did, the power of God flowed. And it says, I am willing, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. You know, another question people might have is, is this for Today? Our miracles for today is using authority today and resisting the enemy and making him flee for you for today. You know, we just read right over that real quick. Leprosy was highly contagious. You didn't touch people or you were considered unclean. Jesus wasn't afraid of sickness and germs. When answers Internally are taking care of what remains as confidence. When people are hesitant, somewhere something has to be changed. John 14 is a real interesting verse. Our miracles for today we may say, yeah, of course they are. We know there are. Can I be involved in helping people with a miracle? Or can I be involved in helping myself with a miracle? And those questions can be answered right here. You with me? John 14, verse 12. This was written right when Jesus was leaving. And he said this, Most assuredly I say to you, He who believes in Me. He didn't give an expiration date. He just said, He who believes. So, do you believe in Him? Then let's read on. He who believes in Me, the works that I do, He will do also, and greater works than these, he will do and we understand the greater works are getting people saved getting people filled with the spirit because he never could get anybody saved until he died and rose again but now he's in heaven he will do because i go unto my father he'll do these works and whatever you ask and this word right here is more of a command and it's not commanding the lord And whatever you ask or command in my name, I'll do it or I'll back it up that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask or demand anything in my name, I will do it. You're not demanding it of God. You're speaking to circumstances. But if you don't realize you're allowed to do it, you might think, can I do this? You might say, will it work? All these things get answered right here. He said, I'll back it up. You do the believing. I will do the backing. Because notice he said it more than once. I will do it. I will do it. Or I will make it good. We should have those answers taken care of. I, you, if you or I believe, I can use the name of Jesus and I can make things leave or take authority over situations and begin to do the works Jesus did. That should give us confidence. That should take away questions and leave answers. A confidence. Now, if you've got questions going, yeah, but I tried it and it didn't work, you, you have to deal with your believing right there. It's solved right there. You have to deal with your believing. Somebody said, I do that and it doesn't work. No, you have to deal with your believing. To say that is to tell me, I don't believe. It works. Believing comes first. Trusting, confidence in your heart is the first thing. Acting on it, boom. You with me? It does work. It does work. Jesus said when it didn't work with the disciples, he said because you're not believing. They had made an attempt, but they had to work on their believing. You can be confident. Confidence comes through answers. You with me? When we get answers, we can be confident. If he said it works, it works. You know, if if I say yeah but it doesn't work, he will only tell you it does work. And somebody said no, it doesn't work. You understand? You have a question. Your question is why doesn't it it, it just it doesn't. There's an inward lack of confidence. No, you need to realize no, he said it works. So if he said it works, it works. Period. It works. Now, you may not be able to force it on to other people, but you can get it to work for you, and then you can get people to cooperate. It works. That's how you approach it. Because remember, these things will follow those that believe. If somebody's like, this doesn't work, then they don't believe. Now, they may believe in the Lord, but they're not believing in the works that He did that they'll do also, because they're saying, it won't work. So you have to address that and say, it does work. Then there's no questions whether it will. You believe it will work for you because you're a believer. Is everybody okay, right? It will work because think about it. If I answer and say, it doesn't work, you know what I'm basically saying to the Lord? He said, it works. And then I tell him, no, it doesn't. And then he said, no, it does work. If you believe it works, no, it doesn't. But the Lord tells us it does. No, it doesn't. Who, who are we arguing with? Wouldn't it be better to start agreeing instead of questioning and saying, no, why doesn't it? It's a belief issue. Belief is confident, but notice what some people have become confident in. What they are experiencing, not what God said. Sometimes things don't work because there are certain internal questions that have to be answered. And once you answer those, man, it's like flipping a switch. You with me? The other day we were figuring out some of the sound stuff and we were looking and it just wasn't working. It wasn't working. It wasn't working. I'm not looking at anybody. It wasn't working. 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 One, I mean, because we got cables now. we got, we got cables and cables, you know. One of the sources to run this little unit was unplugged, and it wasn't like an adapter. It just went in a USB port and uh, said, oh, we got to have that plugged back in. Because for its purpose of running the audio through it, we don't need that anymore. So when, when it got unplugged, because we were running it through a different source... We took that away. Well, it also took the power away, so we kept attempting and attempting and attempting and attempting. You know where we're going with this. (laughs) Attempting. I'm thinking this is going to be a five-minute fix. It took More than five minutes, let's just say that. Then once we figured that out, we put it back. But how many people won't go back and do it again once the answer is taken care of? Because they have lived by experience. It doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. They're starting to believe it doesn't work. He said it works. And you know what? Once we've solved that, it became very simple. Uh, we all the things we had tried before that didn't work. We realized now we got to go try those again because it technically could work because now the power's there. And so some people will say, "Well, it, it, I tried that; it doesn't work." But once questions are answered, and this one's a big one right here, I think it's real simple. First John, the third chapter. So these people, the power of God started flowing. Here, once they believed, he said it will work. 1 John 3, we've read this verse in in other contexts before, but this one I think is pretty interesting to the believer um, about answering a question. 1 John 3, verse 20. Notice this. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Notice the condemning of the heart. What does it mean to have a condemned heart? Well, in this context, if you will read, they knew from God they were supposed to. And this is important. You you listening? I mean, you know, this is vital. I mean, if you don't listen, or or listen online, that's why we told people, you know, when you're at home, put distractions aside. This could be the answer to fix something, to start getting results, and if people aren't paying attention, they could totally miss it. Or, uh, I know this. Look at this. They were supposed to do a certain thing, and they were not doing it, and it said their heart got condemned. Condemned. You know what it is to have a condemned heart? It's inside there's a question. Why aren't you doing what you know to do? Are you listening? Why aren't you doing what you're supposed to do? Where does that come from? Your own heart. It comes from not a bunch of rules, but what you genuinely know in your relationship with God, what He has dealt with you about. If you're doing it, you have confidence. If you're not, you rob yourself of confidence. You produce a question. Why won't you do this? Remember, when questions are there, it robs confidence right once you have an answer you're confident yeah this is it but notice he said in verse 20 he said for if our heart condemns us god is greater than your heart and knows all things notice who condemns you god no god didn't condemn you your own heart and remember your own heart is where you believe god or have confidence notice the next verse Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, I'm doing what I know. Inwardly, there is going to be no voice going, why don't you do this? Inward knowing. When that voice and question is gone, guess what's left? Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence or faith toward God. And whatever we ask... We receive from Him because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. This is not about keeping a bunch of rules, but it is about our relationship that if I am not doing what I know, even if it's with somebody else, like, oh, the Lord keeps dealing with me to let that go, and I don't, Guess who that hurts? Not them. It, it puts a question in me that says, why don't we forgive? We know we're supposed to do that. The Lord's been dealing with me about that. I'm going to let it go. Or I need to do this. Then whenever I do whatever it is, and it can be different, and, or maybe everybody's obeying. But when you're not, there's a question. Notice it robs confidence. This right here, Um, this removal of this question does not come from praying, Lord, help me with this. Lord, just help me. Or it doesn't come from reading more scriptures. This one only is answered by obedience. Only way. Flat out acting. Why? Because... In the context, it was something they knew to do. They didn't do it. And remember, when I don't and I willfully don't, inwardly I know I'm not doing the right thing. produces a question. It actually can affect my faith and my authority or the exercise of my authority. Now, God will let you do what you want to do, but He will deal with you and your own heart will go, Why aren't we doing this? How many of us have made an adjustment at one time in our life and it was like taking the brakes off? We're like, man, life is good. You know what else you should do when that happens? Go back and start exercising authority wherever. Serious. Go back and start praying. Yeah, but I had been praying and things weren't working and this wasn't happening. Yeah, but there's a difference now a question has been answered. Something has changed inside. Where it wasn't working before, like let's plug this back in, and then all of a sudden we can test the things, and then it worked, and people are now listening online and listening in the different classrooms and things like that. That was because we solved that one thing. We had attempted to do things to make it work, and it wouldn't when we made that one adjustment. We went back to the same things and those things worked. They worked. I said, they worked. That means submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. You can't just resist harder. No, submit. Do what you know. Answer that. As soon as you do it, you don't have to go, God, forgive me. You know, you can tell him I did wrong. But he's not condemning you, but you remove that. Confidence is left. If somebody's lived like that for a long, long time, they may think, well, all the circumstances that have joined themselves to their life have to stay too. They don't. I said they don't. Now you can rise up and go, get. I command you, and you can stand your ground and make things leave. Make things obey you through His Word and through the Spirit of God's life that's in you and the power that's in His Word. You can do that. You can. And then you may go from a place of no results to walking in results. Just don't back down. Now you've got confidence. There's nothing eroding. Digging away at your confidence. You know, if you leave... A small leak for a long time, it can cause damage. I remember hearing a story of a guy, I don't know why they did this, they ran some sprinkler lines, and they kind of ran them around the edge of the building, you know, the back of this house. And then, later on, they decide, let's put, you know, it was like a little bit sloping, let's put a concrete pad, a big concrete pad. Sounds like a good idea, put a big concrete pad out the back of the door. Well, in time, that pipe started leaking. And it just, year years, you know, it would leak. Not a ton, but enough where it just dissipated out down the hill into the yard. And then the, the slab started cracking. That little leak just kept eroding there, that foundation of that thing. And then all of a sudden there's a big giant crack and this thing is giving way. They had somebody come in and they said, man, this thing must have been leaking for a long time. If we just fix that, we can push everything back underneath there and the whole thing will be fixed. Sometimes people have lived in something for so long that they, they become convinced their faith doesn't work. You can fix the confidence part. Realize this, your faith will work. Flat out. You can go back to business. Say, yeah, but it's been a long time and this is broken and this is bending and this thing is happening. No. Once you respond and answer that question and do what you know, it's not works. It's just the answer. It's fixing the answer inside. Then you can make the devil flee. You can do things. No matter how young and how old you are. You can do it. And you don't have to think, well, it didn't work for so long. How could this work? It will work. It has to work. You'll, the question will be removed. There won't be anything in there gnawing at you. I'm in business. I'm going to watch a mountain move now. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a mountain move like Jesus said. And instead of all the attempt I did before with that little erosion inside, now I'm going to make it leave. And it's going to have to. For whosoever will. Which means you and me. And you who are watching. Can't ignore them now because they're not all back, you know. But it's true. It's true. Stand up and make another attempt. Do these things and know. Make an attempt. And then stick with it with the confidence and God will flat back you. Amen? Amen. Well, God has great things for us. And they just don't fall on us by accident. But thank God this will make it work. And it will work for you and me and you who are watching.